The views and opinions expressed by the producers, hosts, and guests of Flash Black Radio do not necessarily represent the views and opinions of Flash Black or its parent company. Listener discretion is advised. Anytime capacity was filled, tried to rock it. Anytime mm-hmm. a honey gave us play, tried to knock, tried to knock it. it. Mm-hmm. Never was a fool, so we never finished school. Never, never see us sweat. sweat, and you'll never, never see, see us drool. The choice is yours. You can get with this, or you can get with that. Hopefully, by this point, you have voted, because even though we're recording this on Monday, you will be listening to this on Wednesday. What's up, people? This is the shit you might have missed bringing in the show today with very appropriate lyrics for our current landscape. Um, it's T. Rich. Hi, T. Rich. Hi. Also is... Joining me today is... Lee Bennett III, a.k.a. Da Vinci Parks. And coming to us from a special place. <laughs> <laughs> Kay Savage, refugeeing in the wild. <laughs> I should have done something about a Fuji. <laughs> I thought you were about to say coming from the sunken place. I was like, damn. Man. I, I, you know, I thought about it, but I was like, nah. That might be a little much. You know yeah. what? It's not sunken here. It's more like drowning. No, oh, okay. Submerged? It's, just, it's like submerged. a special place. It's a special submerged place. Okay. All right. All right. Well. Today's date. Today is November 5th. Tomorrow mm-hmm. is the day that if you have not early voted, you will head to the polls and um, make your choice in several uh, political elections, depending on where you are. And by the time you're listening to this Wednesday, maybe we'll have an answer to some of these things. Mm. Maybe. Yeah, we should. Know. We should. I'm pretty sure there's gonna be some people contesting some things, but you know, I predict Georgia will be a fiasco that will not be determined until at least Thanksgiving. That's exactly who I was thinking about. <laughs> I thought you were thinking about Florida, honestly. Because they ran, didn't they run out of ballots in Florida? Oh, well, they... so we could declare the South. <laughs> yeah, perhaps. I'm I'm thinking Florida's gonna have more shenanigans than Georgia. Well, Georgia's I mean, I mean Kemp has been on a lot of BS, so hard to tell. But it's it's Florida. I think and that's really a close race and the bullshit. Hmm? Those are just the states that we know about. Who's to say that Mississippi or Arkansas or some place that we haven't been focused on pops up out of nowhere? You know what I'm saying with their own fuckery. I just feel like well, well Texas should be good too with Aurora. Uh, better work in a cruise. Oh yeah, that's super close. That should be good. I'm I'm hoping to work uh, spanks that ass though. So we'll see what happens. And we got, man, we got a lot of interesting race. This is gonna be a lot of interesting races. Uh, Oprah is door knocking. Yeah. Um, Look, if Auntie Oprah comes to my door, which she won't because I'm not in Georgia, and she's uh, like going door to door for um, Kemp. I mean um, Abrams. Abrams. Uh, I would completely lose my shit. <laughs> do, do they have like a Michael Jackson faint team with them? Because I feel like it could legit take 30 minutes to go from house to house. Like you could have a whole block party pop off. You know what I'm saying? In some places. 
I mean, but the fact that, I mean, it was a couple people, because I think uh, uh, Common was, was campaigning for Stacey Abrams. I know Will Ferrell was. I want to say John Legend was doing some stuff. I was about to say, like, you just got, like, a whole celebrity roster in, in Georgia. All I need is Auntie Oprah and Will Ferrell. I mean, Common <laughs> is cool, but, like, Will Ferrell? <laughs> National treasure? I just want to say I piss excellence. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Um so yeah, it's uh been an interesting week with the shit. But before we get into that, I just wanted to take a moment and just celebrate this weekend. Not all heroes wear capes. Oh, okay, we gotta know. All right. We do. Um there was a young lady who goes to Howard and over homecoming. She put on a MAGA hat and she um, changed her Twitter or whatever to say, like, yeah, I support Trump. You know, my parents don't want to pay for me to go to school anymore. So she started to go fund me and all these Trump loving people who were like, yes, we have a new black person that supports Trump. Gave her money to the tune of about 150000 Oh, and then she changed that shit back? And she's like, yeah, scam the fuck out of y'all. Because you're just always excited when a black person says they like Trump. So, yeah. Fuck y'all. Wow. Fuck Trump. So. Wow. That was some quite amazing. She was Ooh, like, really? So just anytime. Anytime anybody throws on a MAGA hat, y'all really just so ready to just throw support behind, support and money behind them that y'all don't even care. Yeah. yeah that's I, dicey. I, Ooh, that's uh, dicey. How does, how does that? Mm, okay. Mm, go yeah. on, All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying I would do that, but okay. Wow. I'm not, I'm not hey. Like, I'm heard not. is strong. Yes. What is her name? I can't find her name. That's 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 different though. That's one that's one way to go about it. So yeah, shout out to her. Um, yeah, there's been a lot of other foolishness going on. Let's see, where do we want to start with the shit today? <laughs> you can throw a dart at a wall and just you know. You really can. Um, unsurprisingly, uh, we are still getting reports of white people who are receiving backlash for having dressed in blackface for Halloween. And are you talking about the the dude who dressed like Kanye? No, um, <laughs> I was actually talking about the teacher who dressed like uh, Lafonda, I guess, from Napoleon Dynamite, and said that. She did not know that blackface was a thing, and this is not her fault. It's the media's fault, and also she has a child that has um, albinoism, so she understands issues with skin color, and she also teaches a diverse population. She did not mention that the school district that she teaches in is currently being sued because they treat those uh, diverse students real in a real fucked up way. 
Um, so lots of white tears. Just lots of. Hold sit down. You look like you were making Kelly fan. You knew better. You tried it. You lost. Next. Uh, I, 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 I just want to understand like how people are in 2018, and after all the 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 many cases just within the last mm, seven years. I mean, because I've been obviously it goes back. The history goes back pretty far, but. The last seven years, it's been a lot of universities and high schools and and professionals and political Facebook candidates. List. Yeah, it's just all that. It's just in terms of like, you know, people who have been doing blackface. And this has been a part of the the national discourse for some time now. Not to mention that Megyn <laughs> Kelly just had a whole thing like two weeks ago, not even that, about blackface. So to to suggest that you as an educator who teach a diverse uh, population don't know what blackface is, it's troubling and doesn't really add up to me. No, you know it's really troubling? Spending all that good money on some makeup that you slathered all over your body. That, on some levels, was one of the most troubling things to me. It was. <laughs> like, like... You went out and bought how much foundation to do this? I just, I just, three, four Why? of them. I mean, like, I just. Why? You're not that committed to anything other than racism. Like, like, you ain't that authentic. I don't, I haven't even seen this bra's costume, but like, did you see the teacher who said she was Beyonce? Was she a teacher? No, She's either that. a teacher or a nurse. They're usually either teachers or nurses. I did see that, and it was. Which is scary I mean, like, either way you cut it. Either way you cut like, it, that's scary. Like, like you just wanted to put brown foundation on, bitch. That's what you wanted to do because I've never seen Beyonce anything like that. No. 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 And, I mean, one, she's not that dark. Girl. You really didn't even have to put on makeup. You just wanted to be an asshole. She didn't even have on a blonde wig. No. She like, had on a black wig. You can't think you're Beyonce with that black wig on. And, like, a forever 21 sequence just the the worst not like, even a body con dress nope nope <laughs> nope yeah because beyonce likes a body con dress and a leotard right and she like, had on neither one of those things like so how are you beyonce other than saying i'm beyonce which <laughs> please you could never speaking of people who could never um Rebel Wilson oh, no. decided to step into a dragging. So she is apparently starring in a rom-com that's going to be released at the beginning of next year. <clears throat> and she sent out a tweet saying like, yeah, I'm so excited to be the first plus size woman who's ever led, who's ever had a um, leading role in a rom-com to which people were Amy like. Amy Schumer just did that just like five seconds ago, but that's not true. But go ahead. I'm sorry. So which people are like, um, what about Queen Latifah? Mm-hmm. Uh, what about Monique? And she's like, yeah, no, no, no. I don't know if they were plus size, and I don't know if the movies they were in were rom coms. And people are like, yeah, but they were. And she doubled and tripled down. It was like, no, no, no. I'm the first. Even when Monique was like, sis, you don't have to be this divisive, you know. We're happy for you. But she's like, nope, I'm the first. So, yeah, she um, 
got drug, of course, and then she just started blocking people because facts. She didn't well, she hear comes it. from a country that considered their indigenous people flora and fauna. So, yeah, Australia is problematic as fuck. As. <laughs> I think they're only slightly less racist than America. I would disagree but with that. I, I would only, actually, I would actually say they they're on par. If that's passed, if they're less, it's like a cunt's hair less. It's so yeah. so. Because so, the Aboriginal so. civil rights movement was happening at the same time our civil rights movement was happening. No, 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 I know. So, mm. I mean, I... Mm, yeah. Yeah. The snakes and the spiders and the racism are like a couple of the reasons that I can't see myself visiting Australia. Ever. I'm oh. like, really? I gotta take a long-ass flight to like still deal with the same kind of racism I get here? A and- Unite the Right rally. <laughs> <laughs> basically a unite the, the right rally with big ass snakes and monstrous spiders I'm good love enjoy that requires a long flight and a passport stamp a and probably times. a converter because like they on different current aren't they no, no they are. a lot of times that racism is more specific to the aboriginal but racism nonetheless so yeah I feel you um, Aborigines, sorry. Uh, yeah. What else? What else? Do we, do, are we, is this the direction we're going? Just in terms of just like shenanigans and fuckery? Do we have so, any price spots? I mean, you know, the, M- <laughs> the Nigerian army cites Trump's defense uh, of killing protesters. Mm-hmm. That was inspiring. <laughs> what happened? The Nigerian army killed a bunch of uh, protesters uh-huh. and they cited Donald Trump's feeling about being able to kill protesters as a reason why that was justifiable. Oh, you mean that, that, that little statement he made last week where he said, you know, that they were throwing rocks, I mean, big rocks and really hurting the Mexican police. And, you yeah. know, they throw rocks at our troops. <clears throat> I'm going to tell them that they should treat it like a rifle. That, that, mm-hmm. that, that whole thing. Which is a violation I, I, of military code? I, 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 it may be possibly. I mean, he's he's talked about harming protesters several times, so you know. This this is a different level. We're we're, we're talking about clearly one. He's trying to gin up fear, and he, this is this is well timed for him because this whole thing is happening right before the the midterm election, and this is a way to, to catalyze and motivate and 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 you know get his base riled up. But the fact of the matter is that of the the people <laughs> inside this moving caravan of people, it's two thirds women and children. Um, what type A of poli- fact has never stopped this man? I, I don't disagree with you, but what, what type <laughs> of? I mean, you're you're not saying anything I disagree with in that. Uh, but what type of international malarkey and travesty are you setting us up for, sir? Well, because all it takes is one, all it takes is one person to violate. Because it's again, that would be a violation of the military code. Because there's there's an escalation thing when it comes to the military. So the military has codification, codified rules to say like if somebody throws a rock, you can't in turn fire a gun at them. That's not how it works. But if you got one knucklehead that says I'm going to follow what the president says and shoot into a crowd of people 
the amount of ancillary, well, no, ancillary is not the best term, uh, collateral damage that would happen as a result of that, not to mention whoever you're shooting at or, you know, in the direction of, it's, it's the, the, the carnage that can ensue from that is, is not small scale we're talking about. And we're talking about women and children primarily. And this guy's, they're trying to get people all riled up talking about they're really dangerous people and they're, you know, they just, it's, yeah. I'm just. Well, the military told him we'll lay some razor wire down, but you know, that's all we could do for you. And the other thing is just it's a violation because the military can't and you know enforce, you know, law they like that. Act as yeah, exactly. Yeah. The National Guard can't even stop people from coming over. The National Guard is there, but if they pop over the the border. You know, they're just there to deter, but they can't actually do anything if they just peacefully walk across. They lay down some razor wire and they're going to go home. No, nah, they're going to stand there. They're just going to be deployed at the border just like, you know, lifting weights and eating rations and, you know, waiting to, you know, take place in you know, the violation of civil rights. You know, they've already been deterring, I mean, not deterring, detaining children and illegally and well, Tanzania has launched an anti-gay crackdown. So they expect to round up hundreds. And they're also lying about it. <laughs> because they're saying like, oh, but we didn't. <laughs> Lord. I, I, the thing that I don't understand, especially when you get into politics, man, if you have a certain ideological, you know, leaning... I don't understand why if something tells you in your heart that this is the thing to do, why you got to lie about it? Because you, know you know it's wrong and bad. I, well, and that, that's the crazy part about it. Or at least, at least make, up a, make up a lie to support your, your uh, make up a, a, a fake truth to support your, your, your fucked up ideology. Do some phrenology or some shit like that. Like, yeah, this is what scientists is tell, science is telling us right now. We we're we're supposed to. Huh? We don't do that anymore. I know I'm just saying, but like, you know, don't lie about it. It just makes it so yeah, so much easier. Makes it so I mean, it's not honorable in the first place, but come on, man. Like if that's the way you feel about it, it's easier then just say than how say, you feel about it. If you don't I like me because people because I'm secretly gay and so I'm just gonna punish these people who have the courage to live their truth. In some instances, I would believe that is that is dead dead on. Yeah. Well, I mean, studies have shown that the more homophobic people are, the more closeted they tend to be. Hmm. Also, lots of news articles have shown that as well. People seeking out uh, dick in bathrooms at the uh, airport. That senator who in Union <laughs> Station who was stomping his foot a couple of, uh, like, ooh, I mean, shit, that was just, like 15, 20 years ago. He was tapping his feet in Union Station. He's just one of many. Yeah. He's just, just one of many. But I, yeah, this is a thing that regularly occurs. Like she was saying, I just like, saw an article about an ex-gay therapy counselor who got like a, a profile with his face, with his motherfucking face on a gay dating site. Like, what the fuck, dude? Because <laughs> oh, that's how they roll. Yeah. The more you, the more you want to kill people who are living out their truth. The more you are like those people that you want to kill and target. Yeah. So that doesn't mean racists are more like black people? 
<laughs> no, I, just, I, just, I really want to see a reaction. That's all. That's <laughs> no, you know what? Oppressors fear the oppressed because they think we're just as fucked up as they are. And we're going to turn that shit around on them. And they don't understand. Nigga, we just want space to live. You know what I'm saying? I, I think so, that's an like, element. I think that's a, I think that's a part of it. I also think that it's largely uh, built upon insecurity. Uh, the idea of trying to exclude somebody from being able to participate in basic functions is because you just don't like the idea of having to compete for something that you know that you're inferior at. I mean, the idea that President Trump is the poster child for mediocrity. There's nothing oh, exceptional about Donald Trump. Not, I've never seen, prior to him becoming like, you know, this, this phenomenon that people have fallen in love with, I've never seen anybody say, you know, that Donald Trump is a, is a stunning looking individual. <laughs> oh, you know, you know that Donald yeah. Trump, I mean, he's, he's the bastion of, of honor and, and civility and decency. I've never well, heard Donald good. Trump is really intelligent. Yeah, none of these things you like. The only thing you heard about Donald Trump that pe- that might be appealing to you is that Donald Trump was rich. But then you have to dig past the layers and realize that Donald Trump also filed bankruptcy a lot and just stiffed a lot of the people that work for him and and, and provided services for him. So, uh, like, yo, if you got it, you know, you ain't really tripping off of that, right? You know what I'm saying so, unless you're Michael Jordan. You know, Michael Jordan, good for like making bets and then not paying them. Anyway, um, I'm sorry. Uh, random. <laughs> uh, I'm not comparing Michael Jordan to Donald Trump. I'm just saying. Yeah, you could. Uh, They're both kind of miserable now, aren't they? Uh, exactly. I, I think Trump <laughs> is a is a level of you know what I'm saying. At the end of the day, like you know, it, to to aspire to be Michael Jordan. Is still to aspire to be successful on some level by actually being talented and good in some type of medium and having earned that shit. Now your character, as it relates to that, that's a different conversation. But in terms of what the dude put down in his profession, can't nobody shit on that. So. Well, Trump did inspire a bunch of teachers to dress up as a Magawala Mexicans. So. <laughs> Uh, Trump did inspire a lot of people to get uh, defrauded for his Trump University too. So I don't, you know, uh, they're always teachers and nurses. Always teachers and. I don't think I really made that correlation until you said it earlier. But that I think Um, that's that's interesting and that's scary because these people like are caretakers. You know, (laughs) that's very scary. But I think those particular people are probably just people who graduated with some degree that wasn't particularly specialized and had to take a look around and was like, I need a job and picked nursing or teaching. Because I also feel like those women not only are, you know what I'm saying, always acting up in the news, but they look interchangeable. (laughs) They do. So, yeah. Sadly, um, I saw that you put this in the chat, Lee, Sharon Osborne. I heard about this this morning, mm-hmm. giving her husband a bunch of sleeping pills so that he could tell the truth about whatever random affair he was having. Mm-hmm. Did he die by accident? No. He is. Girl. Is she in he's, jail? He, 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 Osborne and Keith Richards will outlive us all. 
Is she is in jail for poisoning? Well, well, it's Ozzy Osbourne. You know how many drugs he's had in the system? I don't think sleeper pills are going to, like, you know. Is I, she I, in jail no, for poisoning? No, no. And I'm pretty sure she still has a job. And I'm pretty sure he probably woke up regularly the next day. Yeah. Because Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. How do we know this? Because she admitted it. Yeah. She admitted yes. this? Yeah, she openly admitted to adding two extra sleeping pills to his drink, and exactly. then asking him Say a bunch again. of questions. How many more? <laughs> two to his drink. So it's probably an alcoholic drink. Is, Is she it? fucking him? Yeah, that's his wife. Yeah, I don't know. If we're, not, oh, and then, let me not make that assumption. Let me not make that assumption. I'm trying to figure out why it would matter if you if you not. That's why I'm. That's how I was looking at it. Like I don't know why it would matter if you not. I'm just asking if she's fucking him. I don't know. There's no way for me to confirm that. I I, I made the assumption, but I just feel like he's really broken. (laughs) I mean, well, if he got time to fuck her and strange pussy, I feel like he deserves a medal on some level. It's still fucked up. (laughs) It's not the contract they agreed to, but fucked up thing about it um, is she's like. You know, he told me this this affair that he was having was over. I gave him a couple of extra pills. Find out that it actually wasn't over. And then I thought about it and was like, you know, I don't trust him, but I can't leave him because who's going to want to be with me? Who's going to ask me out? And so I said, oh, with a big mouth. International TV to drugging somebody to get the truth. <laughs> Or the fact that she, or the fact that she just said that, like you know, who's gonna want to be with me because I'm old and I have a big mouth, and who's gonna take care of him? So I was like, wow, you're a. This is as good at it. This is as good as it gets, and I love him. He's my husband, and I have to take care of him. And you just become this woman that takes care of this person, and this is my life. This is what I do, and that is the saddest shit I read all day. Oh my god! First of all, that is sad. Second of all. <laughs> It reminds me of my grandmother. My grandmother stayed with her ancient ass husband, who, yes, he is my grandfather, but she stayed with his ass. And then they moved to the nursing home and she refused to visit him. And she said, and I quote, I don't want people to associate me with him. (laughs) Bitch, you subjected us to this motherfucker my whole life. You want to take your ass down that hall and go visit that man. Now you want to leave him? In the nursing home now, I just don't understand. So on Sharon Osborne, I'm just like, now you 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 realize you 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 can't do this anymore, girl. You rich enough, hire a nurse to stop talking to him. I was like, whenever whenever I see these, these like memes or posts or whatever, like, oh, this couple has been married for like seventy years. This is relationship goals. Like, ah, is it? I don't know. Tell me about their relationship. Because yeah. your grandfather was probably not shit. He's probably <laughs> fucking a whole bunch of other women in the neighborhood. He probably has a whole ass second, third, or fourth family somewhere that all of you motherfuckers know about. But you want to pretend like because they've been married 70 years, that's the goal to achieve. Like, what has this marriage been like? Has it been one of mutual respect? Or is it just Girl. one where your grandmother's like, well, I, I don't have any skills. I can't find another job. I, I, don't, I can't be financially independent. So I have to stay with this ain't shit ass man. Hoping he dies. He's still fucking alive. <laughs> Relationship goals. Yeah. Nah. 
And like you could stay married to him, hire a nurse, you know what I'm saying? A whole little managed care person, you know what I'm saying? And going about your life should date. He's clearly going about his life. So, I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That was depressing. Wasn't it though? <laughs> and it's just like, girl, come on. Just like, get it together. Just, just do better. Want better. Want more. My question is, where are her children? And by that, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, why aren't your children being like, you know, mommy, you believe his ass, right? <laughs> like, we'll check in on him. You know what I'm saying? You could hire a nurse. Like, you could totally leave his ass. You don't even have to get divorced. Just move out. Go get you an apartment. Get you a little Tinder profile. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like <laughs> I feel like Sharon Osborne could totally have a thing for waiters and bartenders. I could be wrong. But I just feel like she might like a cute little bartender. She might. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's not like she's in some financial dire straits where she has to be with this man or it's like, oh, I need for him to take care. First of all, Ozzy Osbourne is not taking care of anyone. He's not taking care of himself. I'm pretty sure she's wiping his ass. So it's not like, <laughs> it's like why, the, why the hell are you sticking in there with this? Like, okay. Is just, his manager? I'm not sure. Is she? I don't know. I think she is. I know she was for a long time, but I don't know if she still is. But I mean, even if she isn't officially, I'm pretty sure she manages his life. Like she could just outsource that. She could. She could manage it. She could outsource it to the hairstylist he was fucking. If anybody who knows Sharon Osborne listens to this, please send her this because somebody <laughs> should tell her that she could stay married to this motherfucker, outsource this shit, and let the world know I'm open for business. Like, you ain't got to be miserable. <laughs> you got too much money to actually keep laying in this bed. It's a maid for that. Clearly, he's not dying. He's still alive. Girl. You should never bet on people with slow wasting diseases or at this point, drug addicts, you know what I'm saying, who have survived the 60s, 70s, 80s and 90s because them motherfuckers. Yeah, Should they survived the 60s and 70s because like, like after that, well, 80s, too. So, like, I mean, it's I don't think I mean, but think anything. about it. Him and Keith Richards, like he was saying, they have survived the 60s. The 70s, the 80s, and the 90s, which means they've gone from street drugs to prescription pills with drinks. And these motherfuckers are still alive and kicking. You know what I'm saying? Meanwhile, Heath Ledger dead. All the drugs. All you know that new. Heath Ledger dead. You know what I'm saying? Like, no. Mm-mm. Michael Jackson dead. Prince dead. Clearly, you know what I'm saying? There was something in that good street heroin in the 60s and the 70s that if you survived it, you survived it. Because, I mean, I just see a lot of old recovering addicts in general who are like, you still alive? How? Good luck. Right. Exactly. How? Because you old as shit. You look like death. And you you still shenaniganing. (laughs) Still fucking your hairstylist who says he is the love of my life. No, like, really? No. Because I remember a few years ago when they had that TV show on MTV, and all he would do was like ramble around the house shaking, Sharon. That's all I ever remember seeing him do. And it's just like, really? You still pull a pussy like that, son? Like, enough to be the love of somebody's lives? Celebrity. The yeah. loves. Celebrity, yeah. It don't take much. 
You know what I'm saying? Oh, he was having that. He was having that. Like had had bonies until he until he died, and he was like, you know, see now and yeah, yeah, and then some. You know what I'm saying? So, celebrity, I think, is enough. It just depends. And there are a lot of people who are maybe missing certain things or looking for certain things or whatever. And you know, those other people on the other end of the spectrum, the celebrities are probably looking for adulation and to feel important and find somebody that's willing to make them feel that way. And maybe it's just not enough getting it from Sharon. I'm not justifying it. I just, I don't know. After a certain period of time, I'm just like, yo, y'all, y'all might as well just go ahead and ride with each other. Like, y'all, she's been around that long. But, you know, lo- 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 loyalty is not, 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 not a currency anymore. Was it ever? Uh, there was a time when loyalty was a currency, yeah. There's a time that loyalty meant more than it does now. That which is why your ain't shit ass grandfather was able to hold on to your grandmother because no, she's being Stockholm loyal. Syndrome. That was that was that was, that was Stockholm syndrome, nigga. Like a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And also a, a, a like, little bit of like financial dependence. No, 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 no. Because by the time my mommy and my auntie were grown, you know what I'm saying, she had gotten a job. She went. And got a bachelor's degree and then a master's degree and then did all her coursework for a doctorate and was actually paying all the fucking bills at the end. Stop Girl, that was Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> like, no. Mm. No. 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 And see, we know it was Stockholm syndrome because at the end she snapped out of it. Like, I don't want to go over there no more. <laughs> I don't want to be associated with him. <laughs> now that I'm away from my oppressor. Mm. Right, I can think clearly. Like I had a couple nights sleep without him. Fuck that nigga. <laughs> this is nice. <laughs> right. I know she probably thoroughly enjoyed herself. Mm. Yeah, no. So, mm-mm. and I'm gonna say that that's true for a lot of people. Okay. Stockholm syndrome. You know, so loyalty. And and I got to ask you, loyalty when? Because, you know, women always been chattel and we low-key always been trying to survive. So, you know, this modern, you free and your own legal agent and shit like that, that's that's relatively new. So when, I'm just asking, was loyalty like currency? Amongst men, maybe. Okay. I feel like that that was spill into a different conversation, but I, I, I feel what you're putting down. It ain't matter what you're saying. Well, you know, we're just trying to survive in the system. I can dig it. Working around male bullshit. Because let's talk talk about the yoga dude. Let's talk about the yoga shooter. Didn't he have a history of problems with women like most of these mass shooters? I don't, it's hard to keep track because there's also the guy that killed somebody, a couple in a Kroger parking lot. It's getting hard to keep track of all of the different uh, mass shooters at this point who are not terrorists; they're just shooters. Because you know, well, I mean, you know, he was a woman-hating terrorist, but I mean, you know, arrested multiple times for groping. Most of them are the um the the bomb guy, whatever his name is, Caesar Sayak. something, Caesar yes. Sayak. Um, someone had reported him to Twitter. I want to say it was a black woman had reported him to to Twitter for for sending her um, mm-hmm. harassing messages and death threats. And Twitter did nothing. And then, surprise, surprise, he's mailing bombs to motherfuckers. He had a list of all one hundred people on it. 
Yeah. So, yeah, generally, whenever there's like stories of these men who have committed these types of crimes, and I'm not saying 100%, but generally, when you look in their history, they have some issues with either domestic violence or mm-hmm. um, threat making threats towards women. And the same with the yoga do. But like what's crazy is I go to yoga pretty regularly. And since Trump, because I go to yoga in a black neighborhood in a predominantly black county, um, you know, it, it has big windows. And a lot of times I think about that, like, damn, somebody gonna just drive by and like start shooting up in this bitch. No. And I don't think it's an irrational thought process considering the times that we live in. No. Not at all. I think I think anybody uh who remembers the DC sniper. Yeah, like yeah, them them days of, yeah, just that's just a thought. I you would know. not be mad if I showed Head up to the your studio and there was curtains. True, true. And like I mean, sometimes they do close the curtains. Mm-hmm. Um, just depends on the instructor. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, this just women hating and, you know, racism, it's, it's a thing now. Mm-hmm. It is. And you've got both there. You've got a studio full of mostly black women. There's some black men that go there, too, but mostly black women. Which is ironic because when you think about yoga studios you think of them as being like safe spaces mm-hmm. and to kind of expand on it a little bit my going to a yoga studio in a predominantly black neighborhood is especially safe because we don't always get love at white studios there's right. a lot of like body shaming and some other kind of weird you don't necessarily belong books that go along with that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Cause they're just thoroughly confused. Like, wait, you guys do this too? Mm-hmm. I'm so confused. Mm-hmm. But also like some I mean, some yoga studios are just really judgy. They definitely give you give you the eye of mm, why are you here? And mm-hmm. you know, you're not a size zero or a size two or you're a little darker than us or, you know, maybe you've not been practicing as long. So maybe you don't have the asanas down and then it's like, oh, you're fucking up. They give you those fuck up eyes. And yeah, it's some shit that goes into it. The politics of fitness. Girl. <laughs> shit exists. I- that's why I don't do organized, you know, fitness. I walk. I walk also in my predominantly black neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was talking with Cam and he's like, you know, asking about living in a different state, a commonwealth that is close to us. And I was like, mm. <laughs> I don't know about that because, you know, I like to walk and like get back home and still have my life and not be threatened. And I don't know if that can happen in that particular commonwealth. 
his affinity for that damn state. I don't. Uh, he does I like that. I give them any of my tax dollars, not even sales tax. So no. <laughs> you can't have property and income. Fuck you. Speaking of fuck you, a high school in Georgia high school marching band decided to spell out coon. No. Yep. Yeah. They did. So the school's mascot is their um, mascot is the Broncos. So you just have just all the letters you need to take out a couple and leave in a C, a double O, and an N and spell out coon. Um, Brookwood High School in Snellville, Georgia. And of course, the students are being investigated and disciplined, whatever the fuck that means these days. Nothing. Not one thing. Yeah. Because the adults in their life allowed them to think that that was something that they could get away with, which is why they did it in the first place. Yeah. So they're basically um, the covers for the instruments or whatever have like the letters for Broncos. They don't even typically take them on the field. It's just used to cover the instruments, but they kept those specific letters. Uh... Uh, for their their halftime show, so and then lined up, yeah, just just which, like to spell it out by yeah. accident. Which okay. how did no one notice? All I right. just have questions about that because I oh, there's cell phone footage, so somebody noticed that that of that's course. that's that cell phone footage is, but. Uh, no, I mean not even like on the field. I mean in the lining up and the going out, and it was like. See, like you know what? I thought it would be interesting because what I did not know um, the entire time I've known you, obviously, is I didn't know that you 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 had um some some band affiliations. Yes, I was a band nerd. Yes, uh, yeah. So like I don't know the process for how they, band. I don't know the process of how that goes. So is that is that a thing where you're there's an inspection before you go out mm-hmm. to make sure everything's straight? I don't know. Yes, there is. Mm-hmm. You not only do you have like the band director, you've got drum majors, and they are walking up and down to make sure you know everything is right with your uniform. Are you buttoned up? Do you have your hat on? Maybe you forgot your hat, and we need to get you. You have to make sure everything is uniform, so to just be like, oh, we didn't notice. You didn't notice that these sousaphone players, which I'm assuming what it—that's who it was based on what the picture was and it's it's big enough to be seen spelling out coon. Um you mean to tell me you didn't notice that this was up here? Even if they weren't lined up, because based on whatever the routine is, it could have just been that they came together that way, which they would have already know, have known that from practice. But even if they weren't lined up together, there was no question about like, why do you have this cover on? We don't use this, take that off. So to just be like, oh we didn't know. Nobody knew until they got on the field. Like, oh my God. Nah, I call bullshit. I call bullshit on that too. Only because I've never been in band, but I've known people who played in uh, Howard's band. And it's not a game. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? At all. And there are many, many people who go to a lot of schools, you know what I'm saying? Black and white to be in the band. Grades be damned. You know what I'm saying? They're going to have just enough to be able to still play but they are there to be in the band. They don't give a fuck about that degree. They don't give a fuck about the music classes that they might be taking. They are there to be in the band. The band is their job. You know what I'm saying? Because like 
it's a real serious thing. And I think it's it's probably more musician training on some levels than being a music major. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you're working, you got to learn songs, routines, you know what I'm saying? Like, like you, you got to be able to dance, you know what I'm saying? Like, like you, you, you can't just, you know what I'm saying? Play your instrument. You got to wear some hot ass costume, you know what I'm saying? No matter how hot or cold it is, you know what I'm saying? And it's just mm-hmm. as important to be super hot and then like go outside and be freezing cold and wet and still mm-hmm. have to perform in time, play on time, in key, you know what I'm saying? Not make your marks because the motherfuckers leading your section know exactly who was not hitting their notes, you know what I'm saying, and not making their moves with their back turned to you. You still gonna get dressed down, you know what I'm saying, afterwards. So, like, no, you can't. No, mm-mm. band is like cheerleading with music. It is like when I was in band in high school, like, we, we had band camp in the summer and mm-hmm. it's hot as fuck, and you line up on a black camp? top. I did go to band camp. Yes, I had a t-shirt. Nah, literally. nah, I, I literally. <laughs> every time I hear somebody say band camp, I just think of uh, American Pie. Something. Right, right, right. But yeah. I'm, I literally had a shirt that said that. I did not stick a flute in my pussy though. But <laughs> you lined up on like this hot ass black top. You out there? You hot? Motherfuckers are fainting and passing out because they dehydrated and. You you have to you know know these marks and you know when you turn left and when you turn right and where you're supposed to be on the field at all times and to ensure that like not only do you practice several times a week, also after you perform, they roll back that beautiful bean footage and they watch it and they point out and they know Christy that's you you weren't on your mark what you doing girl everybody's facing the stands you turned in the other direction facing backwards what's going on. So then you got to give laughs. So you got to do push-ups or whatever kind of other, you know, punitive physical punishments that they may do. I mean, there's no like beating you and hazing like they're doing at Bowie. At least it wasn't when I was in high school. But, you know, I mean, it's like things in place to make sure that, like Christy said, it's like cheerleading camp. Like you can't not be where you're supposed to be. You know, somebody up and you're not there and they fall. It's like, oh, shit, that's a major problem. This is where you're supposed to be. So to pretend like nobody knew these kids were going to spell out cool. And I say cheerleading because I want everybody who may not be familiar with, you know, band, but is familiar with like how obsessive cheerleading is. It is a 360 thing. So it's how you play. It's how you move. It's with your hair cut. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like like for for the girls who do like the flags and everything like that, they may give them pieces or wigs you know what i'm saying that they have Mm -hmm. to you know what i'm saying customize and get right you know what i'm saying before so it's a whole entire presentation and you know what i'm saying it's one of the few places you know what i'm saying where somebody like bobby knight you know what i'm saying would be considered you know what i'm saying probably a bit of a marshmallow because band you know what i'm saying is super important you know what I'm saying? It has to be really precise, but a lot of people don't know about it. So them motherfuckers get in the way with being all kinds of abuses that nobody knows about because nobody cares about the band kids. There's a um, the rock. There's a Netflix docu series. Yes, that, that was about, good. Yeah, that talks about the band and where was it? What school was it? It was it was it wasn't fam. It oh. There was some school in like the Morris South. Was Brown? Brown would be a popular band to, to follow because I mean they they their story. It, it wasn't it wasn't Grambling. It was a smaller was a, southern school. Yeah, it was definitely a school in the South, which 
you know, makes a lot of sense because those those Southern HBCUs really put a lot of energy mm-hmm. into like the marching band and what the show experience looks like. But they talked about, you know, the, the competition and like getting in the band, staying in the band. And this is not just like the instruments. It's the the flag girls. It's the line dancers. And just because you were in there last year doesn't mean you're going to be in mm-hmm. this year. And, you know, uh, even as much as like, OK, well, you you made it, but we can't put you you can't be in the band because you have to be able to meet a certain physical requirement. And we're not sure you can't be in because we don't. We can't dress you because we don't mm-hmm. have uniforms big enough to fit you or, you know, you, you spin that flag really well, girl, but are you going to be able to, to perform and meet this physical demand? And this shit is real. And it shows like, okay, so it, it may appear to be like all fun and games and entertainment when you're in the stands and you're like, oh yeah, I know this song. I like it. But Bethune Cookman. I yeah. was thinking Bethune Cookman the entire damn time too. You know, I didn't even see the thing, but it was just like I felt like Bethune Cookman would probably be it, just yeah. because, yeah. If yeah, it wasn't like they, if it wasn't Morris Brown, it wasn't FAMU, but Bethune Cookman, like you know, a couple other bands might pop up. I know it wasn't Howard, so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, okay. So that I just learned more about uh, band than I, I, then, I thought I was gonna uh, learn. There were a couple- there were a couple people who said, like, if I don't make the band this year, I'm a transfer because, like, mm-hmm. I can't be on campus and not be in the band and was dead serious. I mean, parents were involved. Like, mm-hmm. yes, this is why you came yes. here. And if you don't get in, it's just like, oh, if I don't get in, I'm just going to drop out of school. Like, oh, mm-hmm. that's, that's a lot. Deep. Yeah, it was. But I also don't think it was any exaggeration. And like you were saying, you know, there's like, oh, this is the hair that we're wearing today. And mm-hmm. you don't have to like this hair, but this is what we're wearing mm-hmm. because I'm I'm the lead and this is what I've decided. So, yeah, somebody knew these motherfuckers were spelling out coon because where's the B, the R, and the S? Mm-hmm. Well, um, I have a question, uh, and it's a simple one. Uh, why is it that there are quote unquote feminists who are so intent upon tearing down or picking at the Me Too movement? Latest, uh, installment will be one Pamela Anderson, who, uh, had some very choice words to say about. Me Too movement saying it's a little bit too much for her and it's third wave of feminism and, you know, she can't get on board with it, essentially. I'm paraphrasing a bit. But um, essentially, essentially, I want to get this this right because, again, this is not, these aren't my words. Um, uh, uh, I'm sorry. I'll probably get killed for saying this, but my mother taught me don't go to a hotel with a stranger because that's all the Me Too movement is, is this I don't I don't I don't understand why there seems to be this 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 counter. So I would just like to rephrase your question for you, even though you didn't ask me to, to why do some women like to pick at the Me Too movement? Because I can't even say that I recall Pamela Anderson doing anything super feminist other than barbed wire and why was that super? Why was that feminist? 
I mean, some people thought it was. I, I, I think she like worked really hard to get it made. It was trash, but you know, it was better trash than you might expect. But it, it, it was still trash at the end of the day. But I'm, I'm, I'm saying all that to say that I don't know Pamela Anderson to be famous for being saying or doing feminist things. I'm not saying she doesn't. I'm just saying that what I know Pamela Anderson for is Tommy Lee and some other dude and Tommy Lee and the other dude and some fights and hepatitis and Baywatch. And I mean, st- stop me if you know, or, or please feel free to add something. Anybody? Anybody? I mean, I, 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 right. would, I no. would say Baywatch. So I think there's a lot of women who are invested in patriarchy who are picking at me too. And I think that they're picking at what people think are, Definitely. Well, I think that there's there's a couple of things going on. I think that within the Me Too movement, people are acknowledging we need to have nuanced conversations and we need to figure out, you know, after all the shaming and blaming, where do we go? And, you know, in the case of, you know, like James Franco, where they, have you know, supposedly done this investigation and all the co-stars are supposedly on board, um, you know, oh, what where, does this explain? Like, Break that down. What are you talking about? So, you know, James Franco had these allegations made against him, but then, you know, he... This is before he did the, um, when the, the for the, the, uh, the disaster artist, right? Wasn't that around that time? I don't know when it happened. Okay. I just know that some allegations were made, but that what makes it relevant to today is that he is, you know, a, a major star on the deuce, mm. you know, and the whole, you know, it's, it's about, you know, the early porn industry mm-hmm. and... Mm-hmm sex work, I think, in like the late 70s, early 80s. So, you know, like, you know, there's a whole lot of, you know, like fucked up, you know, interactions between men and women. And there's a lot of sex that's on screen that has, you know, that's transactional. And so it appears as such. And there's a lot of violence against women. So given the atmosphere, you know, they did this investigation and they asked, you know, everybody on set, they felt comfortable with him and they say yes. And so the question is, you know, the nuanced question that we have to ask ourselves in the wake of Me Too is where do we go? Um, You know, how do we, you know, keep on living with men who've been accused of something, but are clearly, you know, trying to do their best to be better people. Um, And that we can also say that while none of this behavior is okay, that, you know, even they can admit that like back then it was not so much okay, but it wasn't exactly frowned upon and it was considered normal or acceptable because of how we've been socialized. But I see that's wrong now. So let's, you know, teach me how to be different. And so I think the question really is how do we teach men, you know what I'm saying, how to be different, you know, and how do we welcome into the community, you know, in with new intentions, you know, men who have been accused or admitted, you know, guilt uh, for some kind of, you know, misogyny or, you know, sexual predation to some degree. Yeah, I just, not answering that question, but kind of going back a little bit to Pamela Anderson, like there were some (laughs) things that she said that were like completely confusing to me. Um, to say like, oh yes, I'm because she said that she considers herself to be a feminist, mm-hmm. but she feels like, you know, this third wave of feminism paralyzes men, and like the things that she said about like sexual assault, like oh, you know, if it happens, it should be a thing like 
you report immediately. So that's Lindsay Lohan. That was Lindsay Lohan. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah, that was Lindsay Lohan. So that that was Lindsay Lohan who said that. Whatever. Um, Another one who I'm just like, when did you become a feminist? Like, I'm confused. Like, I mean, I I don't live in your private life, but I'm just saying for you to be jumping out here with these statements, you know, like you've made a whole bunch of bold political statements about your feminism in the past. I'm just confused, you know. I, 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 and to even think that all of the the incidents of sexually inappropriate behavior happened just because you happened to go to a hotel with somebody is like the dumbest shit I've I've heard. Like most of these reports were the the ones that made the news. It wasn't like, oh, Matt Lauer invited me to a hotel room. It was like, oh, Matt Lauer has a button under his desk that locks the door when when you go in and. You know, Louis C.K. or whoever, Harvey Weinstein was jerking off into a potted plant in his office. I mean, so to say, like, don't go to a hotel and to minimize it to just that is. I I thought it was very. Completely foolish. Yeah. Thought it was reckless and insensitive. Uh, Yeah. So. But also, when has anyone ever been checking for what Pamela Anderson has to say? Girl. (laughs) And is anyone really checking right now? I mean, if these remarks weren't so ludicrous, we would have thought about Pamela Anderson as much today as we did like this time last week. Or the week before it. Or the week before it. Yeah. And the struggle for relevancy is real, is all I can say about that. Yeah. I mean, I just I just I saw it and I was like, okay, I kind of feel like who even asked her? Well, I mean, well, we don't know because that that's how media works. So you know, what happens is there's a conversation that happens. At some point, somebody picks up on a piece of the conversation, and that's what gets reported. And we don't necessarily know what what came before or after, what prompted the comment, if it's the entire comment. Uh, you know, I don't know. I just I just saw the article, and it's just like, eh, this is this is different. I don't know why she... I, 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 it just feels like there are enough people countering from a position like okay, if you're if you're trying to get, you know, for lack of better terms, right now, trying to get your seat to take. I don't know how to say it. If you're trying to basically um, uh, secure your agency or to bolster it, I don't understand why you would then take a step back, like and like slap other people in the face who are trying to do the same. Like if like if you claim to be a feminist, then why are you going to tear down other women who are stating their truth? I don't understand how that benefits you or them. I don't get it. I don't. Honestly, the only reason I've even thought about Pamela Anderson in the last handful of years is because uh, Cam and I were watching her scene in Borat a couple of months ago. <laughs> no approval required. <laughs> Other than that, it was like, I've not thought about her, but like to see her running away from being put into a potato sack was actually quite hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, I, I thought you made some interesting points, Christy, um, and I, I don't want to belabor the point um, or belabor the, this particular topic, but um, I happen to be listening to Fresh Air is the one with Terry Gross on NPR? Is that one? Mm-hmm. Or All Things mm-hmm. Considered? Which one is it? No, Fresh Air. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, I happen to be um, uh, listening to uh, Fresh Air, and she was doing an interview with Jonah Hill, who was doing a lot of press for his 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 directorial debut of uh, the movie mid nineties, but she also talked about his acting career, so forth and so on. And one of the things that she she brought up was 
in Superbad, there's a scene, and again, I'm going to paraphrase whatever, but basically there's a scene where Jonah Hill's character was saying like, yo, there's going to be a party with girls and they want us to bring alcohol. And if they get fucked up, you know, they can make bad decisions. If we play our cards right, we can be that bad decision. And it's just it's like, how do you feel about that line? And he's like, yeah, well, it's like, it was years ago. It's like, it's like, you know, I listen to it now. I cringe. It's uncomfortable. But it's just like, you know, at the time, it was, it was a different time. There's a type of, and it's just like, he answered the question well. So I like, you know, and it's just like, you know, he says, I feel it's an unfortunate, you know, thing. I don't think a lot of jokes like that, a lot of movies like that in terms of like that type of humor age as well in general. So he, he, mm-hmm. he said all the right things. It was, it was a very well thought out answer, but it made me also think, you know, about Brett Kavanaugh. Just like, just, just again, like how this motherfucker could have just come clean and it would have been so much more respectable than to like, you know, pass off accountability. What, what was bothering me last week, I don't know why I was still thinking about it last week, but what was bothering me about it last week is at the end of the day, you're not just a judge anymore. You are a Supreme Court judge with a lifetime appointment. And your whole point, your whole position is to judge accountability of others when you have actually passed the book on on your own self-accountability multiple times in front of the nation. So when somebody asks you, what's the devil's triangle mean? You say it's a drinking game. No, it's not. It's not. You know, what's, what's five F's mean? Oh, my friend Squee has his wine up to when he says the F word. And he's like, and he stuttered. Like, okay, so you, now you're making Squee like a, like a stuttering buffoon. When that's not what it meant. So it's just like, it's, it, it's, it, I, yeah, again, I just, it's just my mind was, yeah, I, I just think that's interesting how, how those things work. So um, the James Franklin thing, I didn't know about the whole, the whole polling of the, of, the, of the cast and all that stuff. I thought it was interesting. Yeah. That's what Maggie Gyllenhaal said on her interview with Terry Gross. Um, but, you know, I didn't read the details mm-hmm. um, and I don't think they've actually released any kind of official report. So I don't yeah. I think Maggie Gyllenhaal is a dope actress. Yeah. And she sounded a little uncomfortable when she was answering the questions. So I she's probably cool with them. So it's probably harder to answer those questions when you actually like, you know, have an affinity towards somebody like like they probably are cool on set so like you know like if she didn't like him it'd probably be like less of a thing than like yeah whatever but you know a lot of times when people work on sets or whatever a lot of times you can build relationships and that's why a lot of people wind up working in different projects i mean but here's the thing the thing that she wasn't really comfortable with was talking about what the actual results of the investigation were uh, kind of okay. how it was conducted and that's the thing that i found to be, you know, kind of shady. And I just feel like if I was really friends with somebody and we had done an investigation and it had come back 100% clean, I would be totally willing to talk about that because to me, it would be, you know, vindictive vindictive of my friend in the sense that, you know, okay, he really is learning. He really has changed. We really can expect better behavior from him, you know, in the present and the future. So I feel like her, the kind of like reticence and the short kind of clipped answers that she gave compared to the rest of the interview before and after where she was, you know, willing to, you know, talk and expand and, you know, get into the nuances. I just felt like, "Mm, I'm not really comfortable with this, you know, and, you know, that's what she, that's what she reported, you know, and if that's her story and she's sticking to it, then, you know, who am I to say what it is? I just didn't like, you know, 
her tone and her response. Okay. And also, why aren't more men holding their friends accountable for their shitty behavior? Hmm. I, I think we've had this question before. Um, I'm sure I am 99.999% sure. I'm like a Mari paternity test result. I'm 100% sure that I've had this question before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, again, like, I, I, I can't speak for other people, but it's you know if I see like you know bad behavior, or whatever, at some point, okay, I like okay, so I, I use some personal thing between you and I, right? Not giving any details, or whatever. But if there's a point where we don't see eye to eye, one of us is gonna say something because mm-hmm. that's how we are. You know what I mean? And it's just one of those things. Like so, if I if something does not sit well with me or whatever. I might not speak on it then in that moment, but I'm I'm sure to at some point follow up and say, "Hey, I felt a way about this, that, or third. Or you're gonna do like, "Hey, I ain't like the way you did that." <laughs> we'll just have a conversation. I mean, that's just that's just the way I am. So I I can't speak for how other people um, view things. I mean, I think it really comes down to the individual. Like, um, I'll give an example. I have a friend. Who was telling me how she's walking down the street? Um, and there's two dudes walking the opposite direction towards her, and uh, one of the dudes was, you know, basic dude shit, catcalling, being disrespectful, blah 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 blah. And uh, uh, she didn't receive it well. She gave him fire back, you know, like you know, like that's just not her style. She's gonna go back at him, whatever. And he did something out of pocket. I don't remember exactly what she said he did in this particular moment, but what was interesting was. The friend that was walking with him yoked him up and said, yo, don't worry. I got a sister. I'll handle this. So, I mean, it really depends upon who the individuals are, what their dynamic is. I think it's a little bit different sometimes in this day and age because, like, you know, a lot of people, like, skip the whole altercation, uh, verbal, then physical, and just go right to shooting. Uh, But... Um, like strangers, I think the dynamic is a little bit different. Like trying to correct strangers in this day and age or whatever can get you shot. Like, you know, like, oh, you're talking reckless to my wife in the parking lot. Oh, I'll just like, you know, shoot you in four seconds. We don't know what like strangers are. So, but personal relationships, I feel like, yo, like if you see something, you should say something. That's just me. True, and I wasn't, I wasn't necessarily talking about like approaching strangers. I'm mm-hmm. specifically saying like men should hold their friends accountable yeah. for shitty behavior and that's your friend and yeah. it should be like hey this is fucked up let me check you now mm-hmm. so that you remember right instead I- of like oh yeah you remember like in 2012 mm-hmm. when you grabbed that girl's ass mm-hmm. we're at sweet green i don't even know if sweet green existed in 2012 but <laughs> i actually don't think it did like man that was wrong you know, yeah. like okay, so I I, 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 just, I just think that's a, an important thing to do. Obviously, a lot of this socialization needs to start at home, yeah. and but I think also a lot of our socialization occurs with our peer groups, mm-hmm. and so we learn what's acceptable by what our friends think. Yeah, we, we learn, learn a lot of bad behavior. You know, especially right, like if yeah, I yeah. don't drink, if I don't drink, I'm obviously not hanging out with a bunch of addicts because they're not going to be interested in my kind of energy. Mm-hmm. Same thing with uh, if you're not a rapist, you probably don't want to hang out with people who 
and, and so that's right other here. and that's other that's the other side of the coin right there. So that side of the coin is I typically try not to associate with fuck people in general. You know what I'm saying? I, I try not to be around people that like, you know, um exhibit bad behaviors. Um I'm just I don't like drama. Like when like it like drama happens, I can sometimes kind of shut down a bit because it's just like it just makes me uncomfortable and I have to process it. And sometimes I'm just kind of like caught off guard if I don't anticipate some type of bullshit happening. That's just kind of like my sometimes that just happens. So but I try not to be around that type of energy, man. So if I see like people who are like like, you know, belligerent or disrespectful, doesn't matter if it's to a man or a woman or whatever. I just I don't like to be around that. So I try not to be in that type of space with those type of individuals. So I don't I don't typically like entertain that. You know what I'm saying? Or like even if it's just like, you know, casual, like we just happen to be in the same spot. Like, you know, if I see somebody doing something, whatever, it's like, okay, I'm just not gonna fuck with this person anymore. And that that'd be that. That's just me. I think I just, that goes to the point of so fine, you you know, back away from the situation, you're not mm-hmm. around that person anymore. But like at what point do we actually call out people on their shitty behavior and hold them accountable so that women can stop being murdered because men are afraid of rejection? Oh, no. I mean, I, again, I told you, like, if I feel like there's something that needs to be addressed, so, like, you know, I'll, I'll say it, you know, that that's not a problem for me. I'm just saying, like, you know, in terms of, like, also just being around that on a continual basis. Like if I see somebody's continually exercising bad behavior, then I'm not going to continue to hang around them. So I don't feel like I should have to continue to tell like grown people, like we at the age right now, like, yo, if you're doing shit like that anyway, like why are we hanging out in the first place? So, so I mean, then I have it, a follow-up question. What's that? You warn the people, especially the women, you know that this person does engage in fuck behavior. I don't, but that's the whole thing. I don't hang around people where I feel like need to come with warning labels. You know what I'm saying? I do I do no, know people I'm saying that once you know that somebody is a certain way, do you then spread the word and warn the people, especially the women you know, that this person engages in fuck behavior? Uh can't say that I do that, no. We would like public service announcements. You know the products that are defective, and we would like some heads up on that. Agreed. Okay. How's like, that? We need an Amazon review on that. How like uh, 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 okay? So I'm gonna ask you like, in what what scenario are we talking? Because I know I know people who. I mean, you know what? Been asking on how fucked up it is. I will tell anybody in almost any situation, barring a professional one, what I know about somebody's absolute fuck shit behavior, especially if it's some shit that I've witnessed firsthand. Or have seen troubling signs and know other people who have seen it firsthand. I will pass that information on. Okay, but like scenario. You don't have to get specific in terms of like people, but like scenario. It's a teachable moment. That's what I'm asking. I've had people say to me, oh, I was hanging out at such and such and I met such and such. And I was like, oh, you know, how you feel about that person? And, you know, they may give their account and I'll be like, well, just so you know, known to be a wife beater. You know what I'm saying? Warned. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so you know, known to be disrespectful. Warned. 
I think people need all the information they can get, especially when people present themselves, you know, as charming at first. Mm -mm. Those are predators. And Mm -hmm. if you don't warn people who are potential prey that they are, you know what I'm saying, in the sights of a predator, you complicit. Because predators prey on people's goodwill. That's just me, though. Okay. I mean, agree that that's, I feel like at the very least, yes, people have, at the end of the day, people have the right to make their own decisions, but you should at least still give them the information. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm not saying what they should do. I'm just saying, you know, this Hey, maybe don't hang out with him. He likes this is the truth, you know, about this person. And so, you know, you decide what you're going to do with this piece of information. But please don't ever come to me and say, oh, I didn't know. Yeah, you did. I told you. But I told you. But because, I let you know. Because what, one of the things, like when you watch TV, you know, when people talk about doing interviews about, you know, some horrible shit that happened to them by somebody who was just, you know, a despicable person. The thing that you hear over and over again was, I didn't know, I didn't know, I didn't know, I didn't know. And then a lot of times you hear other people saying, well, I had my suspicions, but I didn't want to. And I saw this, but I noticed this, but I didn't want to. And it's like, dude, you should if you see something about somebody that you care about and you think that it is concerning because it is a red flag that says that their life could potentially be in danger at some point in the future, you owe it to them to say something. Yeah, well, I would I would say like I think part of that right there, and the and the and the apprehension might come in when people say, "Well, I suspected," as opposed to "I definitively knew." I don't like the vibe this nigga gives. I you get got it. the right to say that, you know what I'm saying? And they could be mad; they don't have to speak to you. You could say, "We don't ever have to talk about this again." That's fine, but you need to make your intentions known because the reality is, you know, fine. You know what I'm saying? People will make all kinds of excuses to not want to believe you, and that's fine. But if you know you're coming from a good place, mm. going about your business, we ain't got to belabor the point. Yeah, I mean, but well, I mean, to be fair, I have, I have, I've, I've done that. You know what I mean? But again, it's just like, yeah, like the whole like corrective behavior, whatever. I feel like if I gotta correct the the, the behavior, people I need to be around, I probably don't need to be around. I just because it's just I. But we all need to have our behavior mm-hmm. corrected sometimes. No, well, right, I, I get it. Like no, there's a difference. It's, 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 that process you can't just be like oh you you exhibit fucked up ass behavior so i'm not going to be around you and then it could just be like that person could just look at it as like oh that was just the disillusion of a friendship and it just happens that sometimes you you kind of drift apart from people without any realization that like oh so lee stopped speaking to me because i'm an asshole and i exhibited xyz behaviors maybe let me look at let me look at that as opposed to like ah you know fuck with them no more I mean, it's not always comfortable, but no. Nah, I mean, before like, I like, cut somebody off, I generally, I generally like to say, like, hey, you know, you you're, you're trekking down the path of assholishness, right? Like, this is the path that you're laying before you, and if you continue <laughs> down this particular yellow brick road, I'm gonna go in the other direction. Yeah, I and mean, we will not meet up in the Emerald City. Like, we just know we gonna we gonna fucking meet up, and. If they don't heed warning to that, that's cool. They don't have to. But at least they know when I don't speak to them anymore. They know, they know why. why. 
Yeah, I get it. So I'm not I'm not saying that I would just like throw my hands up. I'm just saying in terms of a lot of the people that I'm cool with, I've been cool with for a very long time. I haven't really like been in the process of like adding a whole bunch of new people into my but cycle. That's why you shouldn't be afraid to hurt their feelings. But I'm not. I mean, like you know, like like Christy, you knew me from undergrad. Like my 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 poor choice of words was was of legend in undergrad. Oh, so. I mean on purpose. Yeah, yeah. I mean not, at the same. Well, I mean even yeah. Even okay, people. there are times when I was you know intentional in terms of what I'm saying. It still wasn't well worded. I'm just saying, and, it's, and not that I'm proud of it, because I like to be articulate in whatever state I'm in, but all I'm trying to say is just like at the end of the day, like speaking how I feel about things ultimately is not something that I'm going to feel bad about doing if I feel I need to speak on it. And I'm saying, I'm just saying that the people that I'm cool with, whatever, I, I don't really feel like a way about who they are as people. Now, new people, whatever, if I meet them, whatever, it might be like, uh, like, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've done that in professional situations where I've checked people off of shit. They said, like, okay, that's that's not cool. You know what I'm saying? I know that's probably not the best place to do it because, you know, I'm black and, you know, I'm expendable, but I've done it. <laughs> Doesn't always play out well for me in the process, but, you know. At the end of the day, I feel like if I got to speak the truth, I'll speak the truth. So at the end, it, I, that's that's all I'm saying. It's just like I just try to like hang around people I feel are, you know, good people and good actors and also like are willing to be checked. And I hang around people that also check me. Most people that I have around me at some point or another have given me a straight one. And that's just because like, you know, it's a mutual respect in most of those cases. So, yeah, yeah. But I, I hear what you're saying, so I appreciate you all saying it. I think it's a, definitely a conversation that needs to be had and continue to uh, uh, flourish. We're asking way. for Amazon reviews. That's all. Yeah, a, a while back, there used to be this. Um, I don't. Even, I don't know if it's still functioning now or not. There used to be this website, DontDateEmGirl.com, where wow. it was like, yes, it was like boyfriend boyfriend reviews like no girl don't date this dude and this is why and it was like this is really wonderful I mean you probably gotta take some of that with a grain of salt that some of these people are probably just like angry but mm, no I think it I think it was very helpful because I think a lot of times in the end of relationships guys want to be like, oh, you know, I had to break up with her because she was crazy. Mm -hmm. Well, nigga, what was your part in inducing this psychosis in her? Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure crazy. she developed this shit on her own. I'm pretty sure you did a bunch of fuck shit, and then when she, like, let it go, let it go, let it go, let it go, and you continue to ratchet up your fuck, fuck up itness, and then it just got to a point where she was like, alright, boom, and it's like, oh, nah, you know, Hey man, sometimes this John, this John crazy, you know what I mean? Hey man, sometimes it is what it is. Sometimes like the woman is like 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 yo, this dude crazy as hell. Sometimes the man's like, yo, this this woman's crazy as hell. The first time you do something that sets a broad off is the indication that you need that you should not do it again. If you continue to do that, you know what I'm saying, then you will eventually end up with a crazy broad. And I just feel like what men don't understand. But, but, the, but what I'm trying to say is sometimes they are already crazy though. It's so like so the whole like like it can't it can't all it can't always be like like the dude every time is like making them crazy. Like sometimes think, they're just people who are off, man and woman. I think there are legit crazy men and women out there, but I have also seen men not listening, taking shit for granted, 
slowly driving women crazy. And I think the thing that like men don't be understanding is like when we be nagging about shit, what we be saying to you is like, I'm telling you, I'm asking you, I'm figuring out all the things that I can do to try and minimize this behavior. Because when you do it, I actually want to stab your eyes out. You know what I'm saying? And I'm trying my best to not go to jail. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I'm asking you not to do this. And the thing that men don't understand is that when we stop talking is when you're in trouble. Yeah, I mean, when we stop talking, y'all be so busy enjoying the silence. You don't understand at that point. Danger Will Robinson. And we are now plotting our exit and murder or revenge or, you know what I'm saying, a combination of all three. (laughs) Right. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like I I don't think that y'all be understanding like that. In y'all minds, it'd be like she was good and then one day she was crazy, you know what I'm saying? Or maybe she was a little annoying in between. But like to us, we be telling you and quite literally, honestly, pouring our hearts out, expressing to you in every way possible what it is you need to do to change the behavior. Don't be this person. Yeah, I mean, so. Y'all just be like. Okay, so. I I will say like that that that's a very valid point. I agree with what you're saying, but I just don't want to lose that there's always a flip. Most times, I don't like to use absolutes like always and nevers, never. But there's often a, a an inverse of that, and the inverse of that is there are there are there's also perspective of you shouldn't have to nag somebody to to do some some shit the right way the first time or whatever. And well, if you're nagging, that's the thing that makes it fuck shit. You know, what well, I'm saying? wait, wait you know a second. You no, know, no, no. You know you're wrong, so you're self-correct, but then you fall off because you're lazy. But wait a second. So what I'm saying is, in terms of like the whole the whole nagging aspect, what all I'm saying is, in terms of the nagging aspect, it could be a a also fall into the the realm of there could be a communication divide also. So it could be the manner in which it's being communicated. You know what I'm saying? So like I, I've personally and I, I say that from perspective, I'm I'm not putting my personal shit in there or whatever. I'm saying I've seen a lot of dysfunctional communication between two individuals where somebody wants to communicate something and the manner in which they're communicating it is all wrong. And to tell them that it's all wrong would just be like a waste of time. But like it's just like, yo, you Did you, you s- understand the English words that were spoken to you? Yeah, you can understand it, but at the same time, everybody has so, a different way of communicating. Just because I understand it, like, time out. Just because I understand it doesn't mean I'm the other person who... And yet, it's still, we understand the English words that are spoken to us all the time. Delivery be damned. We still process the shit and keep it moving. Yeah, like, but that's, it's, it's, at the same time, like, communication is a very, like, a, like nuanced thing. So, like, I, one of the things I personally suffer from, for example, is that it's not necessarily what I say, it's how I say it. Most of the times what I say is like, you know, coming from a, a very good place or whatever. I just don't often often give enough context, for example. So there's not enough elaboration. It's not enough uh, uh, clarification. Sometimes I kind of say things kind of as I think it. So it's very like short in, in what I say and necessarily the tone might not be what people are looking for when I say it. Um, so have you that, corrected that yet? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's a process. But what I'm saying is, and you just said, have I corrected that yet? So my whole point is, like, you know, like, you know, at the end of the day, everybody has communication issues. So I'm saying, like, just because you said some shit that was English doesn't mean that the other person understood what you were saying and what your intent was. I'm just putting myself out there and saying, like, these are things that I that I have to to, uh, to be mindful of. And I'm saying, but like, nobody's communication. Is 100% of the time on point in every scenario. 
There's going to be breakdowns. And sometimes people don't understand things. Some people are not verbal communicators. Some people are more like they communicate in other ways. You know what I mean? And like, you know, what people receive in terms of like the information you give, I can give you 10,000 good compliments, but that one negative compliment, that one negative comment that came out of my mouth might be the one that sticks to you because maybe that's the way you communicate. Maybe that's what you latch on to. So there, there's so many like different things. That's all I'm saying. It's just like, I don't know, man. I just, I just think it's, it's, it would be overly simplifying to say that it'd be like, oh, it's just like, oh, like and psychosis was induced. You know what I'm saying? Like, Sometimes that that happens. I've seen like you know a lot of ancient dudes like fuck over a lot of good women in my family and in friends as well. So I'm not trying to sound like I'm caping for anybody. I'm just saying from perspective of a lot of times it's just like the communication just from the gate is just not is not conducive or healthy. Sometimes it's one party. Sometimes it's both. I felt like a mic drop moment. <laughs> I just, I, I, I gotta leave it alone. I, I, I can't. I have to leave it alone. I was just expressing my opinion. So on that note, we are all going to cease expressing our opinions today on uh, this episode of the shit you might have missed. <laughs> Thank you all for joining us. Hopefully you have voted and um, I'm sure we will be discussing the results of the election, um, the elections that we have next week. And voted for your interest in the interest of the community, society at large, don't you vote enclave. Or your your one issue. Unless your enclave is super marginalized and then you're actually probably voting for everybody. So, yeah. Like black women, like black women vote for everybody generally, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. You know. We go to the polls with our capes, trying to save everybody. Right. Um, so, yeah. Vote, 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 vote. I mean, tired of saying it, but vote, 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 vote anyway. And we will check back in with you next week. So, you? signing off, it's me, T Rich. And. Leaving is the third, aka Da Vinci Parks. And. Hey, Savage. Hey. Love yourselves and love each other. What is, what is it? Take care of yourselves and take care of each other. Masturbate. <laughs> That's basically what we're saying. Masturbate and have sex. <laughs> <laughs> stay blessed, stay woke. <laughs> <laughs>